We really didn't know where we wanted to settle. We had to think about what was best for our little girl. There's just so much uncertainty in this world. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty even within our own country. We really wanted to pick a place with a future. We looked at Nova Scotia and we thought, now there's a place with real opportunities. We heard what the Liberals were doing in this province and it really sealed the deal for us. And that's when we decided Nova Scotia was the perfect place to sell our daughter to a call center. You're listening to Offscript, and I'm your host, Sandra Hannibal. That clip you just heard was an excerpt from a video that went viral shortly after the Nova Scotia budget of 2015 was released. That budget, introduced by Stephen McNeil's Liberal government, was the one that reduced the amount of support available to filmmakers in the Nova Scotia Film Tax Credit. The male voice you heard in the clip was Bob Mann, who was one of the people who got involved in the campaign to restore the Nova Scotia Film Tax Credit. He shared his story at an event held at Springtide called Scene Change, where we invited filmmakers, many of whom got engaged in politics for the first time, to share a story from their activism in trying to save the tax credit. So today on Offscript, we're going to share Bob's story, but before we do, there are a few things we want you to know. Bob was one of three characters in the cheeky video you just heard a clip from. You can find the full video on YouTube by searching for Liberals 2015. It's satire mocking what a liberal election ad might look like in the next provincial election. The ad was filmed and produced by the same crew that produced Stephen McNeil's actual campaign ads during the 2013 election that brought his government to power. We played the clip at the top of the episode and we're sharing the story for reasons that are different than you might think. The event was hosted by Springtide, the educational charity that produces Offscript. And we are, of course, a nonpartisan organization that wants to help people better participate in political activities. The story you'll hear from Bob today doesn't have much to do with his partisanship, or lack thereof, but rather how people in political parties reacted to the role he played in the ad. Oh, and there's one more twist. Bob's father, Richie Mann, is a former liberal MLA and cabinet minister from the John Savage era of liberal governments. And Bob? I'll let Bob tell you where he sits on the political spectrum. Um, I, I feel unqualified uh, to be here speaking with everyone because I was one of those people that got swept up in what was going on. I was very upset and I was very angry. I'm a member of ACTRA and so I, you know, I do, did have very, very strong feelings about it. But my livelihood didn't necessarily depend on um, the changes. I am one of those people in the industry who has a foot in something else um, in order to feed their families. Uh, and I have, I have a large family, so um, I don't have a lot of opportunity to, to moonlight in certain things. However, uh, one of the first things that happened in addition to writing a letter um, to, the, uh, to the Herald was I was contacted by Glenn Matthews um, and, and Nelson, by extension, my friend Beth Amiro is here, and we participated in the making of a, of a video, um, a mock political ad, where we made fun of um, the liberals to a certain extent, um, which, was, which was, had a cathartic kind of feeling to it. It didn't feel like a typical film project, and I don't know how many people have seen it. Um, Graham Steele has seen it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But I got to do things like rip the head off a Barbie doll, and, and I got to uh, snap a toy keyboard over my knee and shower shards of sharp plastic on a terrified little girl. Uh, 
which anyone who knows how I feel about children was an amazing feeling. And, um, and I think, talking to Nelson about it earlier, I think we all kind of felt the same way on the day. It was the first film that was sort of made and came out. We didn't know what was going to become of it. We didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, the little girl in the film calls the premier a liar. Uh, we specifically mention a particular political party. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying this and going into a bit of detail to set up my story is that I got some very, very strong reactions from people that I knew about this project. And the reason why I did is because I, like Nelson, I grew up in Cape Breton Island, where, which has, I mean, people have party politics as part of their lifeblood. Um, you know, people, people wear their political parties like they wear hockey jerseys um, around. If you're a Leafs fan, you're a Leafs fan when you are born. You are a Leafs fan for life. You do not change. I remember being uh, in, a, in a living room with my friend Joey, who was very politically active, and he was asking his grandmother, um, Nanny B, who should I vote for? What is it I have to think about when I vote for someone? And she was in the room with him, and his grandfather was in a separate room, sitting in his chair, uh, sort of decrepitly watching television and being angry. And that's, that's what he did. And, <laughs> and, and his grand... I'll never forget this. This, is, this has made such a huge impression on me. His grandmother said to him, Well, Joey, you got to look at the people. you got to think about what they can do. You got to think about how good of a representative they will be, and that's who you vote for. Isn't that right, Frankie? She yelled to the next room, and I'll never forget this. Frankie said, I've never voted for anyone but fucking liberal in my life, and I never fucking will. <laughs> and that, that made a really strong impression on me, and one of the reasons why I got strong reactions is because in the late 80s, my father was a, uh, a liberal opposition member, in the legislature, and then in the 90s, he was a cabinet minister, liberal cabinet minister, uh, under John Savage's government, that actually brought in the, the film tax credit, um, which you know feels forever to go to me, but actually isn't that long ago. And then he actually ran for the leadership of the party during the dark ages of the liberal party uh, in the sort of the mid-2000s. So you don't have to guess, the people who know me, I am a liberal. I am a liberal. And I'm not just a liberal. I'm a big liberal. I'm one of those big liberals. You're a big Tory. You're a big NDP member. You're dyed in the wool. You're, you're liberal forever. And the reactions that I got out of people when that video went live and people saw it. My dad saw it. He loved it. He sent it to people. I, I don't know if it was that he felt strongly about the issue. I think that he did. It could have been just being proud of me and I will take it. I'll take it. Back but to Bob's story after this. The Offscript podcast is made possible by the listeners who help cover the cost of bringing these episodes to you each week. Every dollar that is donated to the podcast goes directly to the cost of producing it. You can become a donor by going to offscript.ca slash donate. One of the listeners to this podcast who is a monthly donor is Kelty Jones. Kelty Jones ran twice for the mayor's job in Truro, where she lives, and will be the candidate for the Progressive Conservative Party in the upcoming election. 
Here's why Kelty visited offscript.ca slash donate to become a supporter. I'm supporting Springtide because I have a deep admiration for the work that they're doing to ensure that we have an engaged and active democracy in our province. They've been doing some amazing work around training municipal candidates and uh, raising good conversations all around the province. I'm particularly impressed with the Offscript podcasts that are providing a unique and very important glimpse into the workings of our government. We can't know what we need to change until we know what's really happening. Thank you, Kelty, for your support, and thank you to all of the listeners who have become donors. You can become a donor at offscript.ca slash donate for as little as 3 5 or $8 per month. Okay, back to the podcast. Take it. But I had to write down some of the things. I, I, I lost track of the things that people wrote to me. I, I have never been politically active. I dislike party politics growing up. I've never been really, really involved, um, but I've, of course, been dragged along to a lot of things. Uh, I had a photo taken of me as an 11-year-old boy at a political event that was the same photo used for 14 years in Frank magazine. I almost sued them a couple of times. Like, it was, I was so maddening. So you just get labeled. You get labeled in this province. You get labeled in rural Nova Scotia. And the things people wrote to me, I wrote them down. Um, it star- I'll start with the red team. So people on the red team wearing the red jerseys. Uh, aren't you a liberal? That's what people wrote. Not questions about the issue. Not questions about the change. Not questions about the film tax credit. Aren't you a liberal? They're doing the best they can. You of all people should understand this. I had a number of comments in that vein. Does your father know about this? (laughs) I think that one was from my grandmother. Um, uh, I had people that I've known for a long time who are on the blue team. Uh, People on the blue team chimed in. Attaboy, blue looks real good on you. Right? Because obviously I wasn't on the red team anymore, right? I can't be on the red team. You can't be on the red team once you speak out. I had a lot of people who chimed in on that front. Uh, You probably won't get invited to the liberal Christmas party this year. I've never been to one. And I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I never wanted to go. They're the most boring things in the world. Um, And then, you know, I got to say... With all due respect um, to our friends, and I was at being in the arts community, I have more friends who are on the orange team um, than any other friends that I have, and I probably relate most closely to that team. But here are some comments I got from friends of mine on the orange team. I always knew you were actually one of us. <laughs> Glad to see you and other liberals are finally coming to your senses. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I will say this, um, when my, uh, the letter that I wrote that was published in the Chronicle Herald, when it was read aloud in the legislature, and a lot of us wrote things that were read aloud in the, le- in the legislature, things that were cited to us, when the members stood up and read part of that letter aloud, and he's, he's a wonderful representative, he's a great uh, member of our legislative assembly, and I read this, this was sent to me, uh, it was said... This is from a member, this is from a constituent in Dartmouth who I believe actually gave counsel to one of the liberal candidates in the last election. I don't know how that made its way through the information chain um, to, to that bit of the speech, but it's not true. It's not true. I actually wasn't involved at all. 
in the last political, uh, last provincial campaign. I had nothing to do with it. I was mystified how my family history as a liberal somehow got transformed into something that was, in my view, not that I didn't appreciate it, but was used for, to make a political point, to make a political statement. And the takeaway for me is this. When I was a kid and I was growing up, I, I had a very early exposure to, to party politics, and I thought that it was like professional wrestling. I remember going to the legislature as a little boy and standing in the gallery and hearing my father and Alexa McDonough scream at each other, scream at each other. He got up and gave a speech, and she screamed at him. She yelled stuff. He got sat down, she got up, he screamed at her. And then I remember coming downstairs and the two of them standing next to each other laughing, joking, and, and my father introduced me to Alexa McDonough as his friend. And some of you who are members of the legislature, you'll, you'll relate to this. And I remember thinking, oh, this is just like professional wrestling. That's what this is. He's Macho Man Randy Savage, and she's Ricky Steamboat. She's the good guy. And, and they're actually friends. They don't dislike each other. But what I've come to, that's, but that's the players. What I've come to discover about party politics, and it's something I have a lot of problems with, it's something I have a lot of difficulty with, is that it is very, very easy for us as activists or people who feel strongly about an issue to have your issue appropriated by a party for political gain or for a political purpose. It's very easy for you to be associated with a party because of a stance you've taken on an issue, because of who just happened to be in government at the time. And I think that those of us who feel very strongly about issues, who want to fight for issues, to a certain extent, even though we may join and we may work with a political party, I think we have to resist the urge to wear a jersey. I think we do. I think we have to resist that urge. Uh, we may work, we may care, we may vote for it. I've voted for every party in my time, but I resist the urge to wear a jersey because I, I resist being associated with it. I think we should be rooting for every single government, regardless of what color jersey they're wearing. And, and it's bothered me that there have been people who have seemed to have been somewhat giddy. And I've seen this. I've seen this with every government. Somewhat giddy at the follies of the governing party. Uh, and every party has done it. Every party has done it. And this has bothered me because a day is going to come, for example, when Ruby Bootlier is going to be Premier of Nova Scotia and... Um, Corey Bowles is going to be the minister of small swamps and bogs or whatever it is. <laughs> and we're going to want everybody to be rooting for them to succeed regardless of what color their shirt is. We're going to want that and we're going to need that and Nova Scotia needs that if it's going to move forward. We can't be one step forward, five steps back every time the government rolls over. That's going to kill us. That's going to kill us. So vote Marxist-Leninist in the next election. I'm running for leader. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you very much. Any Thanks for listening to the Offscript Podcast. I'll be back next week with a brand new full-length episode where we'll continue our journey of following the career path of an MLA through the stories of former MLAs themselves. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the Offscript column over at localexpress.ca and sign up to be a monthly donor at offscript.ca slash donate.